to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. All right, so big morning for the Denver Broncos as they have really kicked the door down to the NFL's free agent period. Wasn't exactly sure how the organization was going to operate. Well, just two hours into the tampering period, we now have our answer how the Denver Broncos are going to operate. They are aggressive out of the gate. The first uh, move was to uh, move on from Brett Rippon, who's been the backup here for, I believe, the last three seasons. Uh, and they signed Jarrett Stidham to a two-year, $10 million contract. They also, uh, Stidham formerly of the New England Patriots, uh, for uh, the first three years of his career. And then this past year, we saw him uh, uh, appear in five games for the Las Vegas Raiders. The first big money deal that got done was the addition of Ravens left guard Ben Powers. It's a four-year contract worth over $50 million, and it's nearly $30 million in guaranteed money. The second big money deal was for former top 10 pick, the right tackle out of the San Francisco uh, 49ers organization. He signs a five-year contract worth almost... $90 million. Now, let's give you the specifics here. $87.5 million over five years with $50 million guaranteed. We're going to try to connect with Orlando Franklin uh, here at some point this afternoon, who not only played the position uh, here in Denver, it was the right tackle of the decade, uh, but also coached Mike McGlinchey in his one year of service uh, coaching for the San Francisco 49ers. So he's got... Um, intimate knowledge and an outlook on of the signing of McGlinchey. But really quick, let's circle back to the backup quarterback. You kind of gave it a 6 out of 10, the addition of Jarrett Stidham. Six. I had it on and I turned it off and I turned it on and turned it off. Uh, just No uh, excuses, no explanations. Fair. Very fair. It is a Monday, too. It is a Monday. Six and a half, seven. Oh, okay. You know, I, I started low. I, I've kind of, it's gone up. Um as we've progressed through the show. But that's where I'm at, six and a half, seven. Like, not the worst signing. Could have been better. But still, a player that's played, started a couple games at the end of the year last year for the Raiders. Okay. Uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at. And you, not vibing with this thing at all, are you? No. Uh, honestly, um I'd been okay with just rolling with Brett Rippon for another year. And you want you were ready to move on, a thousand percent. Why? Why would you have been good with with Rippon um, over over Stidham? Because Stidham's more expensive uh, than Brett Rippon, and I don't have anything to truly point to of substance that would. Um, I'm not going to get excited about the backup quarterback position. That's not what we're here to do. Just like get fake excited and like manufacture, but I want. A legitimate, competent backup quarterback who's a veteran who, if Russell Wilson plays awful in 2023 like he did in 2022, that there's some semblance of like an adjustment uh, whether or, or Russell Wilson who's missed time in each of the last two years for the first time in his career 
if the Broncos are in a position where they're winning some games and he has to fill in for Russell Wilson for three games, I just don't have any faith. What has Jared Stidham done in this league? He's, he has started two games. He's 0-2 as a starter. He's thrown more interceptions than touchdowns. His completion percentage is in the 50% uh, variety. Um, I just I don't have anything to point to. Like I think there's a I mean, he had a good game last year, though. He I mean, did have a good game. I mean, he started two games there at the end of the year. I mean, the one against 49ers, who got a really good defense. I yep. mean, he was 23 of 34 for 365, three touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, I watched Josh Johnson do that twice in 2021. It doesn't mean you, you, you go and give a, a two-year, $10 million deal. I, I, Fair, but it's only it's a, probably only a probable, one-year deal. Probably right? only so one-year deal. if he's not the guy, then you can move off of him after one year. You just wanted, I mean, would Jameis Winston yes, make you happy? Yes, a thousand percent. Teddy Bridgewater? A thousand percent. Gardner Minshew, a thousand percent. Taylor Heineke. I've watched Taylor Heineke yeah. win games. I've never seen Jared Stidham win more. a game. going to cost you uh, a lot more, probably. A lot more? For a Taylor Heineke? Yeah, maybe like a two-year 18, two-year 20, three-year 20. You think so? I don't know. Just <laughs> <guessing>. <laughs> it makes my argument a little bit better, Zach. Yes, yes, of course. Like, there was there was a list of uh, Drew Locke. I'd rather bring back Drew Locke. I stop. Watched, no. I, I, stop. I, I watched, stop. Drew Locke has infinitely more experience. Jared Sinema has 77, 77 well total. Let's Paxton. Let's bring Paxton back. What do you think about him? Look, Mark Sanchez. Stop. Stop. Drew has actually started like 20-something games in the league. Jared Sinema's thrown 77 career passes in the last half a decade. Look, it... if Russell Wilson's cooked, it's probably... Drew's not a free agent, is he? Yeah. He is. Yes. Oh, wow. And and there was a list of of other just competent uh-huh. quarterbacks that were more of a known that weren't going to break the bank. Um, you might be right about Drew, actually. Look, with Sean Payton, dude, isn't that kind of intriguing? The very intriguing. I think you're right on that. It, would, I think it, wouldn't, I might... it wouldn't cost you. No, Jared Siddham's thrown 77 career passes as an 0 2 record, a completion percentage in the 50s, and has thrown more picks than touchdowns. That's not a good profile for the backup that I believe belongs here in Denver. I'm not looking for someone who the crowd is going to chant his name after Russell throws his first pick, but someone who's competent, who's can we can say, you know what, that guy's kind of been there, done that. If he's got to fill in for, say the Broncos are in a winning position. Say the Broncos are a 500 team and they're a part of the graphic like in the hunt and Russell's got to miss three games like he's missed games in each of the last two seasons. Do I trust Jarrett Stidham in a Sean Payton offense over Drew Locke? I just don't have enough to draw from with Stidham. We got our like 22-year-old quarterback coaches like best high school buddies. Like, yes. It, it, it's, it's, I, I, Davis Webb and Jared Stidham have a connection going back to high school that I couldn't give a damn about. <laughs> I mean, really. I you think I do? I mean, I mean, like, but what are we doing? Davis Webb, I mean, just got out of the league this year. Yes. Like, done. He's 28. 28 years old, and he's going to be coaching our quarterbacks, and we're bringing his high school buddy here. Yeah. Like, you think they're rooming together? Maybe so. Just, no, we'd <laughs> like the bunks. Yes. <laughs> give us the bunk bed. I mean... Like, what are we doing here? I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, we'll see how it plays out. But on the surface, like, when you look at it on paper, I'm like, uh, wait, our quarterback coach is 28 years old? That's it? He just played in the NFL last year? Now, he's going to be coaching the guy that we need to perform at the highest level and bounce back? Like, that's our coach. He's never done it before? Right. Now, I hope that, you know, really, it's Sean Payton and, you know, um, 
Vince Lombardi, uh, our, our, our offensive coordinator, hopefully it's them two. <laughs> Michael Lombardi, Vince's yeah, grandson. Yeah, okay. That, Who's got yes. greatness in his veins. You right. just know it. You, he's got it there deep down. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully they're, you know, really a part of more of what right, Russ right. is doing, why right. our guy Davis Webb learns on the fly. I just would rather more of an adult, right? you know, manning that room. We had a quote-unquote, you know, kid last year running the offense and it didn't work out well for us you know a newbie right a first time right and it, and it was awful i i would just rather an adult and i would bring in the backup quarterback is his high school buddy i think they're having like keggers and stuff like hey <laughs> what are we doing after what bar hey, what hold, streets hold my legs let's go we're doing a stand. <laughs> black high school baby we're back i mean whoa gosh no, I just, I just, it, 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 there's, there's two different outlooks on this. Okay, one, hey, if Russ can't play, n- none of it really matters, right? Your backup's not going to save the day. Okay, that's one way to look at it. I think that's more of a defeatist way of looking at it. Because if Russ can't play, maybe you throw in Jameis Winston for the last six games, and you're like, we just, we just cannot roll this guy out there again. There was moments like that this past year, yeah. where if there was a Jameis Winston, it's like, you want to know what? You actually need to sit down for you. Like for you, um, because and we don't just, want you to get injured. Yeah. So we're on the hook for this, and you're going to be around next year, right? So, so say it's an instance like that. Like, I think there's some intrigue, and Jameis represents a little bit more than just a traditional backup. But let's take a look at the opposite approach. What if Rusk still can play? What if Russ can play still, and Sean Payton's getting the best out of him, and you're seven and five headed into Week 13, and Russ has to miss time, like he missed time last year like he missed time the year before that and you just need him for you need your backup to play for two games and that could make or break your season I've never seen Jarrett Stidham start a game that he won because he's never had never done it what if it was Baker what if it was Marcus Mariota what if it's Sam Darnold what if it's Teddy Bridgewater what if it's Jacoby Brissett what if it's Joe Flacco all those guys are available yeah I don't know if I love many of those guys though Zach or either. go back to Taylor Heineke and Gardner Minshew or whatever it's I just cost you a lot for those guys I think I think those guys will get premium backup dollars while we're just we're going a little bit cheaper and we're trying to we're trying to upgrade our offensive line and spend elsewhere right and you can't check every box right you I, know yeah. unfortunately you're right uh, you're right but I got it I I, I know exactly what you say we We've seen it here where we've needed the backup. Hopefully that's not the case. You know, sometimes you keep your fingers crossed. And, and that's yeah, that's all yeah, you can do. Yeah, yeah. And just hope we don't see Jared Stidham. And, you know, may, maybe he – and if we do, maybe he ends up being a good quarterback. I did see him play a great game against a great defense at he the did. end of the year last year against the 49ers. He did. So he can play good ball. He can do it. Um, and hopefully in those two games, maybe he'll, he'll do that for us. So I think that's the only way to really look at it. I, I, I think they could have done better. But at the same time, I look at this and say, okay, I understand it. It's probably more like a one-year deal, one-year $5 million deal, and you're, you're very flexible to move on. You can still draft a quarterback somewhere in the draft and you have can. that as, your, you as your third guy and then move on from Stidham next year if you want. So we'll see uh, how, how it plays out. I just think the dynamic between Davis Webb, our new quarterback coach, which, like, first when they hired that guy, I was like, wait, What? You know, he was just playing for the like the Giants. Uh, yeah, I believe the so, Giants actually. last year. Yeah. He retires and goes straight into coaching, coaching. You know, Russell Wilson, who we need to play well, and and then all of a sudden, I don't. A couple months later, we are bringing in his high school buddy right. as a backup quarterback. Right, just really weird, odd, strange, but 
whatever, whatever. Hopefully it works out. I was going to say, this is one of those where, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to die on the hill. Right. But I am on the hill fighting. Yeah. I'm just not going to die here. Right. Because you said something interesting a moment ago. You said, hey, those guys could cost you a little bit more, some of these other alternative backups. If Jared Stidham's got to play and the playoffs are within reach, it'll cost you a whole heck of a lot more than whatever dollar amount you didn't want to pay to the backup. Yeah, look, it could have cost fair. the Broncos a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's fair. In 2015, it could have cost them a Super Bowl. Oh, if you oh. didn't have a competent backup, yes, you could have never been in the position to, to win Super Bowl 50. That guy had to play seven games. I'm not saying the Broncos are in a Super Bowl window. Because they're not. Because they, they're not, for sure. But it could cost you more than the dollar amount for not being prepared. Yeah, that, that's fair. But like I said... It's like, okay, well, what happens if you lose Garrett Bowles? You know, you know, I mean, there's there's like, you can't check every backup position and just feel great about everything. Sure. Some of it, you're just gambling. It's a roll of the dice. You just hope Russ stays healthy and hope you're not in that situation. And if you are, you hope Jared Sidham goes in there and plays well. I mean, there's no... There's no given that a Jacoby Brissett would play great or a Joe Flacco would play great or, you know, Gardner Minshew. I mean, I've seen him play good. I've seen him play awful, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a tough thing. It is. And so I'm giving a little bit of a pass here. Hopefully we don't have to see him, and hopefully if we do, he plays well. Yep, okay. That's, I guess that's all we can do because the deal's done. It's a two-year, $10 million deal. Stokely's probably right. When, when you look at the details of it, it's probably because it's $5 million guaranteed. Probably move on after one year. Um, but we'll see. I'm curious. I'm curious after this is over, Sean Payton and George Payton will address the media. I am curious to hear what the thought press process was on bringing Jarrett Stidham specifically uh, to Denver. It was a quick signing. It was for a backup quarterback. Yeah, right. I mean, he was probably their target. Yes. Like if we're knowing about it this two hours into the right. tampering period. I mean, early. I'm curious why why he was the target. And He's I hope it has right. nothing, nothing to do with Davis Mills. I hope it has literally nothing <laughs> to do with your 28-year-old quarterback coach. Uh, you think quarterback they asked Davis, like, hey, who do you want to be the backup here? Like, hey, you go watch the film. He's like, hey, guys, I just grinded. They didn't even know that they were high school. I grinded over from this Stidham guy's awesome. I'm yep. just telling you, I love him. Like, he, he's and got we, a lot of potential. Yep. And we took bio together. Right. Smartest yes. attack. Yes, exactly. I hope it's got he enough. helped me pass it. I always owed him one because I was able to cheat off of him. I've never forgot, so I'm getting him a job here. Just got him $5 million bucks for letting him cheat off of him in chemistry. Oh, my God. Senior year. Unbelievable. I, uh, no, hopefully, so they will be talking. They will do a press conference here they, at the they, end of the They typically do. Yeah, yeah, they typically do. So Good. I'm curious just what their angle was. Because, look, you're right. I mean, it's it's really quick. For a back, I mean, that means, like you said, it was a priority. Right. I mean, a big priority. Right. I never went, like, first day. I was always, like, the, you know, two weeks later, oh, who'd we sign? Like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, yeah. but you signed day one, tampering period? That means you are a, a high priority for that team. I mean. And I just want to know why. Yeah, and it wasn't like, you don't think that people were banging down the door of, of Stidham's agents to sign him. Right. So. Right. Yeah, that. that you're exactly all over it. I mean, it means that Broncos really wanted him. They wanted him, and they got him. So, um, folks, this is not a drill. Mm. Uh, Jared Stidham is coming to Denver. Mm. All right, believe it or not. Uh, one of the one of the deep breath. <laughs> one of the uh, targets. Um, and again, just to recap, Ben Powers, left guard from the Ravens, is signing a four year. More than $50 million contract with the Denver Broncos. It includes nearly $30 million in guaranteed money. The other signing... Uh, and, and, and he's like ranked 30th on 
pro football focuses, like top 100 free agents. So he's a yep. high, highly ranked free agent at Baltimore, paid him a lot of money, means that Reisner will be gone uh, officially. Yep, uh, officially Reisner, um, pride of Wiggins, is uh, going to be signing elsewhere. Uh, Powers was initially a fourth-round pick coming out of Oklahoma back in 2019. Um, played played right guard, played left guard this past year. You just kind of alluded to it. ESPN uh, ranked him 30th uh, among free agents. Pro Football Focus had him as the second best guard in terms of run block win rate last season. Sean Payton says we're going to run the football here in Denver. So um, that seems like a good signing uh, on first blush. We'll see how it ages. Also, Mike McGlinchey. Holy moly, signing a big money deal with the Denver Broncos. The right tackle, former top 10 pick out of Notre Dame, is signing a deal worth almost $90 million with over $50 million guaranteed. Hopefully, the revolving door that has been the right tackle position is solved. And then in addition to that news, this is kind of a footnote in terms of that news. Andrew Beck, the uh, uh a tight end that has been playing here the last yeah. couple of years. He's signing with the Houston Texans. The Raiders. He was a good little player. I mean, he played, played fullback, yep. right? Played tight end. Yep. He's the one that had those couple nice catches against the Seahawks in the first yes. game of the year. It's like, oh, my gosh, look how great this offense is looking with Beck. So creative. And, like, he made a couple one-handed catches. He did. And then we never saw. Like, that was it. Quite literally. No, I mean, it was, I, I, know, I think he did get banged up. But, like, like really? Never saw him after that. No, he he caught two of the first three passes of Russell Wilson's career. They were they were uh, creative. Uh, they was like, oh, whoa, Beck, he's in the mix because he was like the he could play fullback, he could play tight end, you know, like a hybrid. You could move them all over the place and create matchups that that you know are to your advantage. And but we just never saw it after that. Yeah, so we saw him uh, receive two of the first three passes of the season. He went on to catch three total passes the entire rest of the season. Wow. Um, in other news here, breaking in the last couple minutes from Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network, the Raiders are closing in on a deal with quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. After six seasons and a Super Bowl appearance with the Niners, Jimmy G is on his way to Vegas the site of this season's Super Bowl to reunite with Josh McDaniels. Love it. So. Absolutely love it. We're going to dominate the Raiders this year. I can't wait. We're back, baby. We're back. We're back. Guaranteeing it. 2-0 and against the senior Raiders Don't this year. Don't say Put that. Put it down. Do Walk not say down. that. Keep the recording. Do oh whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Kissner. I can guarantee Save this 2-0 audio. And oh against the Raiders this year. We're back. We're back. Thank you, Coach. Goodness. Vance is back. We're back dominating the Raiders. I love it. I love it. He won't last eight games. He won't last eight games. Jimmy G, no well, chance. Well, I'd love to just co-sign your prediction. You've been making predictions like this against the Raiders oh, for a this couple one years feels now. The best. This one feels the best, though, Zach. <laughs> uh, we once made a song, literally made a song of all your uh, Raiders slander. The Broncos haven't beat the Raiders in years. I think the last time was the 2000 and. 19 season, I want to say it was, maybe the last game of the year uh, where I think like Gruden was like going for two or oh, it was something like that. Yeah. Um, but it's called timeout. Yes, yes. They Vic Fangio called call yeah. timeout. Yeah. And then so the John Raiders was could, like, oh, thank you. They, right. were, they were panicking. They, were they didn't know what was going that's on. Right, that's right. And, and, that's right. and Gruden was trying to get the play and the play clock's running down and, and we called timeout. Put it on the list and we called timeout. 
Like of, of just the craziness. You can't make that up. And then we lose. Yep. Right. We lost. No. 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 I think they. I think the Broncos won. Oh. Or, Oh, I'm going to have to go back and look this up now. I thought that was to Renfro. Maybe we batted it down, but I thought that one was to Renfro to win it, but maybe it wasn't. I, I, guess. I actually think it was batted down. I think you're right. Shelby? I think it was Shelby Harris. Was that the one I said he owes Vic? Um, yes, because uh, Vic owes him a steak dinner. Th- and Vic would have to win a Super Bowl to overcome right. the Week 17 loss that it was. It was a win. It was a win 16-15, to 15, which is just such a classic Broncos score yeah. from recent memory. Uh, that brought was, Renfro, Renfro was wide open. He was. He was wide open. Good memory. And it would have been an easy touchdown, and Shelby batted it down. That was the last time the Broncos uh, beat the Raiders. Until 2023 when we <laughs> sweep them, Zach. <laughs> yes. We're back, baby. Oh, I love it. I love gosh. it. I love it. George Payton, Sean Payton. We got this thing rolling back in the right direction, signing our left guard. We got our right tackle. We got our backup quarterback. I love it. Here's uh, more news for you. The name uh, Juwan Taylor was being talked about. The offensive tackle, uh, former Jacksonville. Uh, okay. I believe he was a first-round pick. Um, I forget, but that doesn't really matter right now. That was years ago. He's been playing for Jacksonville. All right. He was on the list of potential uh, right tackles for the Denver Broncos. Okay. He has signed a four-year $80 million deal, including $60 million guaranteed Wow! with the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So the Chiefs are letting Orlando Brown Jr. walk. He's been there the last two years. They traded a first-round pick for him for right. the Ravens. Right. Franchise tagged him three years probably. Franchise tagged him last year. Looked like they were going to try to get a long-term deal done with them. Didn't franchise tag him. They have moved on, and they signed a big, big uh, uh, Jawan Taylor. Jawan Taylor. To a huge contract. Massive. And they're moving on from Orlando Brown Jr. Wow. So, very interesting. Very, very interesting there from the Chiefs. They continue to put the resources into that offensive line. No doubt about it. Um, And we'll keep our eye on this one because I know this was a name that uh, was – really being discussed as a potential fit for the Broncos, probably priced out, probably priced out of uh, what the Broncos just gave Mike McClinchy, who was $10 million less guaranteed. Um, yeah, I so, don't know about priced out. You know, we'll just, I mean, I mean, it's just guaranteed money. You know, it's not like oh, the overall contract or anything like that. So I don't know. No, if you're right. You're right. I don't, yeah. Know, yeah, I don't know if it's priced out. I, I would just overall, say. Overall, it's comparable. Yeah, yeah. But I would look at the two. Now we'll get to follow them. Right. Who plays better? Right. Well, now one's a one's one's a left tackle, though, right? Uh, I mean, is is that where you think he's going to play? That's a good question. I thought Taylor was a a right tackle, and may, maybe maybe he is a right tackle, but maybe they're going to move him to the left sure. tackle spot. Sure. I mean, Orlando, sure. Orlando Brown Jr. played right tackle, and that's why he got traded because he wanted to play left tackle. Great so point. maybe they see him as a left tackle. But we'll look at both of these guys and kind of be able to follow them the next couple of years. And see what it looks like. Yeah, we'll see how it ages. A former second round pick. Okay, uh, out of out of Florida. Florida. He was the thirty fifth overall pick, so he went Early. just right out of the first round at the top of the second round back in two thousand and nineteen. So let's catch you up real quick. Quick recap uh, on what you need to know. First, Ben Powers, left guard in Baltimore, is signed to a four year contract over fifty million bucks, nearly thirty guaranteed. He is coming to Denver. Mike McGlinchey, 
the right tackle from San Francisco, uh, signed to deal with the Denver Broncos after spending uh, the last four years uh, in the Bay Area. He is signing a deal worth over $87 million. It's a five-year contract, over $50 million guaranteed. The Broncos also signed former Raiders backup quarterback Jarrett Stidham to a, a two-year, $10 million deal with the Denver Broncos. Sounds like, according to Ian Rappaport, he chose to play with Sean Payton over other options. All right? Um, and, uh, yeah, so those are the, those are the three uh, signature signings, really, of the day. Uh, ben Powers, Mike McGlinchey, and Jarrett Stidham uh, so far. What do you give George Payton? What kind of grade? Give me a grade right now, early on. Oh, my what goodness. What do you give him? Hey, real quick to uh, house cleaning, what you just said. What, not even house cleaning, just following up. James Palmer of the NFL Network tweets moments ago, so my understanding is the Chiefs are out on Orlando Brown Jr. moving forward. Juwan Taylor is expected to play left tackle for okay. Kansas City, as you just sort of surmised. Gotcha. Um, the grade for George Payton. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we haven't seen these guys play it right, right away. It's right for, after the draft. Yep. We're just given a grade. Uh, B. B, uh, B. I was going to say a B plus. I'm going to give him an A. I mean, like, I don't know if these guys are going to play well or not. But what did he do? We needed offensive line help. Yep. We needed, you know, uh, Dalton Reiser was going. Um, so we got a left guard. Boom. Check. We needed right tackle help. Needed a right tackle. Right? And the the biggest priority was offensive line, offensive all line, offensive line. First day, he nailed two of them. Um, and, and, you know, you're talking about two of the top at their position entering free agency. Yep. So it's not like he got a lot to pick from, a lot to choose from, and it wasn't like he had the most money to spend. He went out there and 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 got two offensive linemen, and that was obviously an area of extreme need. So I'm going to give him an A. All right. Uh, quick, uh, quick recap in the books. We'll continue to pass along any breaking news. Uh, that continues to happen this afternoon. We have our fingers on the pulse of it. Our team here behind the scenes are following it very, very closely. And we, we will relay any pertinent information, not just with the Broncos, but around the NFL as well. We'll hit the pause button briefly on the Denver Broncos because the NBA playoffs start in three weeks. How, con- how concerned should we be about the Denver Nuggets? Whoa. Hang tight. Lot to go over. It's next. On Denver Sports Station, 1043, the fans. If you're just joining us, uh, the NFL free agency period is uh, really underway. They call it the tampering period, but... You could tell the tampering's been going on quite a bit. Uh, After the first couple hours, the Broncos have signed right tackle Mike McGlinchey for nearly $90 million uh, from San Francisco, former top 10 pick out of Notre Dame. They've also uh, signed up Ben Powers uh, at left guard for over $50 million. And they also signed backup quarterback Jarrett Stidham, who spent time in New England and with uh, Las Vegas most recently. Uh, at the backup quarterback spot. So those are really the three biggest dominoes to fall right now. We will keep you abreast uh, here moving forward should uh, any relevant uh, information come down 
the pike before we circle back uh, and continue to react. Orlando Franklin will be joining us uh, here shortly. Uh, he is in the building. He uh, obviously played right tackle, but also coached Mike McGlinchey in San Francisco. Where should our, should our excitement meter be? We'll check in with Big O here shortly. Stoke, Zach, before we take a dive into this, I, I am struggling internally how much to react to what my eyes are seeing, and I want the preface to the following conversation to be, if the Nuggets go out and play good in their first-round series that will begin in about three weeks, I will forget what I'm watching here. But I kind of feel like you from last spring. Yeah, with the Avs. With, with the Avs. My eyes are telling me that the Denver Nuggets uh, have real issues, despite being the number one seed in the Western Conference. Their lead uh, in the uh, Western Conference standings was a seven-game cushion a week ago. That's five. Still a big lead, but it also doesn't mean the 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 the, the team that's out there uh, doesn't have issues. They've now lost three in a row uh, against teams that they should be beating. The Brooklyn Nets at home, a tanking Spurs team on Friday night in the most embarrassing loss of the season, and then getting beat like a drum at home last week to an under five hundred Chicago Bulls team. All that Jokic triple double leads to wins. Yeah, nope. And now we have multiple examples within the last week. That Sterling record at home, you lost, uh, uh, barely led at any point against Chicago uh, and then against the Nets yesterday. And then you have these other major concerns. Michael Porter Jr. was benched yesterday, didn't play at all in the fourth quarter until the last possession of the game, and Jamal Murray didn't play in the fourth quarter because he's got more knee soreness. Yeah. Worried about those knees. Both of them. Yep. The surgically repaired one and the other one that was getting in trouble, trouble right before the All-Star break. I think for me overall, the, the, the loss yesterday is really um, – that one That one makes it very, very concerning moving forward. I mean, you – look, okay, you, you, you slipped up. You got whipped by the Bulls. All right. You go on the road, you know, and you feel like after the first quarter you were dominating that game, I think, and, and it's like you're going to coast through this game. Spurs got you slipping, but like you're back at home now. You're refocused, and you start off really well, and then it just like fizzles away. Jokic has a monster game, monster, monster game. Let me get that MVP three times, mm. three times. Hey, what? I need to be worried. A little bit, yeah, you do. I don't know. Not not when he's not when he continues to do what he's doing, Zach. It, it my eye was not on it anymore it, my eye is back on it okay all right all right that's fair that's fair um i go back to what you always said the last couple of years i settle down because i've always been concerned you know oh mb there that's what you're like settle down analytics these these voters look they're gonna dive into it they're, that's they're doing the vast data the analytics and it screams Jokic, and and it screams that again this year so i'm, I'm that's where i'm going with it i'm pulling a zach by here with 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 the Jokic for mvp um the Michael Porter Jr. thing, you know, getting benched and not playing in the fourth quarter, he was having a really good game. It's one of the most efficient games I've ever watched him play. Right. I mean, I'm pulling the stats up right now. I mean, he was 9 for 12 from the floor, 3 of 5 from three-point land, uh, 2 for 2 free throws, 23 points. I mean, uh, 4 assists, 3 rebounds. Huh, wait, and you pull him? Why? Wait, what? Dude. I, so, hey, here's my point. Yep. Here, here, here's where I'm going to wrap it up, and I want to get your thoughts. 
you should have just stinking traded him. If you're not going to play him, and if you don't trust him to play defense, you should have just traded him and packaged the deal together and gone out there and got you someone because you could have done that with some other players and made a big splashy move. You're not playing this guy in the fourth? Like, this is one of your guys that is a veteran player now. He's one of your ride or dies. Like, you've invested a lot in him. A lot. And, I mean, look, unless it was, like, just so awful, then then, then maybe you you take him away. But when he's playing like that offensively, I mean, this is a guy that maybe you you have a talk with after the game and say, hey, we need to pick it up here on the defensive side of the ball here. But to signal, single, excuse me, him out? Like, he's the only problem defensively? And to take him off the court and bitch him for the whole fourth? Like, you need this guy. What kind of message is that sending to him? This isn't a rookie. Nope. So, like, Michael Malone, like, what are you doing? Like, I think you're picking the wrong fight here at the wrong time. I don't like it, man. Your thoughts? I think Michael Malone has seriously fumbled this. And yesterday was one of my least favorite Michael Malone games. And and, and I think mostly, and we've had complaints here and there. He's been here for a long time. But, like, mostly we've been largely supporters of Michael Malone, that he's been the right coach for this team at this time. Yeah. Man, I think he seriously misplayed his hand yesterday. The Nuggets were not good defensively. And it's almost like Michael Malone takes it out on Michael Porter Jr., like he is like he's got his favorites and you are just not one of them. M- Michael Porter Jr. has bought in this season to such a degree that like one of my biggest uh, uh, pushbacks from what you just said is like you should have traded him. No, no, no. This guy has been great. No, I said you should have traded him if you're not going to play, play him. Right. You, you don't put words like no, that. I didn't no, say. No, no. But but that's not Michael Malone's decision to make. No, I know. Like. The Nuggets as an organization had literally traded other players, Torrey Craig, in front of Michael Porter Jr., so Michael Malone's forced to play him, and he still won't. In, in a crunch time game in March when you have a six-game lead and you're not letting him play and everyone else gets to play through it except for him, while he's having one of his more efficient nights that he's had, the guy's been great with a capital G for a month and a half. In the month of February, with a sample size of like 15 games, 16 games, he averaged nearly 20 points a game. He's averaging close to 18 points a game right now in the month of March. Scored 23 points, was a plus six when he was out there. Yeah. Did he have a, a, a turnover or two in the third? Yeah. So did everyone else. Did he have a missed defensive assignment? Yeah. So did everyone else. And then and, and after the game, the quotes from Michael Porter Jr. Like, yeah, like he, he didn't he didn't play me. He didn't play me. Like, ask him. He didn't play me. And Michael Malone saying, you know, I want guys who guard. I, I, I don't get it. Bad message to send. I think there could be a fracture between those guys. Stokely, if these guys don't play in the NBA Finals, Michael Malone, This is these are his last games coaching this Denver Nuggets team. It's got that bad, huh? Yep, I think so. And, and then this situation could fracture uh, that relationship. It could fracture that locker room, right, where you have one guy now that is just bitter. That's just bitter about the situation. And you're, I mean, like he's signaling Michael Porter Jr. out. Now, look, I'm looking at the, the plus minus right now. When you're on the court, you know, how, how, how does the team do, right? Yep. He was plus six, right? Um, but you, you look around, Jamal Murray was minus 13, right? That's not good. But you look at all the bench, minus 15 from uh, Jeff Green, minus six from Bruce Brown, minus 12 from Kakar, uh, minus one, minus 20, right? I mean, Christian Brown was plus nine. That's the only guy on the bench that, that was a uh, plus. And Christian Brown has been out of the rotation. We talked about this last week. Wasn't he, playing. He didn't even play. 
And and the Nuggets were, uh, you know, th- that bench unit is just so bad. Reggie Jackson has been a disaster here. Minus 20. Was he minus 20? Minus 20. He's been so bad. Now, I'm sure he's trying to find his way and get into his own skin. Thomas Bryant, he didn't even play yesterday because it's just they, they don't have a traditional big in Brooklyn, so he wasn't his night. But he hasn't been good when he's been out there. They're, they've been trying to, like, stagger Jamal sometimes with the second unit. It looks terrible, like terrible. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it's kind of late to trying to be figure all these things out. You know, not Christian Brown. Right, I mean, he was he was playing a lot for a while. It seemed like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he stopped playing. Then he was playing again, and now he wasn't playing. And now Michael Malone seems like he loves him again, is putting him out there because you know we need defense, and this guy plays great defense. And it's like get get this figured out, you know? Like let's get this figured out. But you can't have these situations with Michael Porter Jr. And what I hate uh, on top of all of that is like the talking in the media. You know, Michael Malone should just keep his mouth shut. Because you know, just say, hey, you know, I just didn't play him. You don't have to. You don't have to give why. You don't have to. You don't have to tell you know why you didn't play him. And handle that stuff behind closed doors. It's not helping when you when you when you say in your post game press conference what's going on, why it happened. Because now you're putting the spotlight on the one guy, like he's the problem. Right. Like he's the only problem and here. It's, and it's like not he's true. He's not perfect. Right. But he's so much better than what he was, and he's playing great offensively. And you know what? At the end of the day. He's probably never going to be a great defender. There's probably going to be some things that you want him to do better. But you just got to roll with it and work with him. And putting him on blast like he was the only problem and he's going to be benched all of the fourth? Like, I would be pissed if I was him too. Yeah, and he should be. Yes. My guess is, my guess is, here's my guess on what's going to happen here within the next 24 hours. Michael Malone literally apologizes. I bet he literally apologizes. Into a microphone or by his no, actions no, and how no, he... No, into a microphone. Because he's going to watch that tape and he's going to see the same... Sometimes you can just be a prisoner of the moment you're there. You watch the tape. The whole team was bad defensively. You took out the guy who was the most efficient on the night offensively. It's just really weird misplaced anger. I like that. I like that. That's probably what he needs to do, right? I think, I think he needs to. Because so you, you used the word fracture a couple times. He should worry about that in a serious way. His job's on the line here. Take a look at Jamal Murray. Let's start. Let, let's start there, because Jamal Murray has just been bad here. He's been bad, all right, and he's the worst second option on a contender right now. And he's not healthy for a third season in a row. For a third season in a row. So we got that record, though. There's a lot to it. Yeah, we got that three point record. There's a lot. There's right. a lot to the Nuggets conversation right There's now. On that. Oh, and by the way, by the way, now they go on the road for five. Oof. Now you go on the road five, and when you come back home, when 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 you're ready to come back home, the Bucks and the 76ers are waiting for you. So the next week and a half is going to tell you a lot about the seeding and the MVP race. As you got drama. Yeah, right. Not ideal. All right. Uh, it is uh, really, for all intents and purposes, the first day of NFL free agency, and there is a lot going on. We'll catch you up on the Broncos side. What you need to know coming up next. Alright, we're reacting to day one. Um, it's Stoke, it's not technically free agency, but it's pretty much free agency, right? Yeah, it's free agency. 
I mean, they haven't. They don't sign contracts, but ninety nine, probably point nine percent of the time, once these contracts are agreed to, that's what happens. Right. I think it was the pass rusher last year from Green Bay. Uh, I don't know if it was Zadarius Smith or the other guy that was. Um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He he was going to sign with the Ravens during this time, and he flipped to the Vikings. Uh, but uh, and and, he, and he, now he wants to be released by the Vikings. Uh, good football player. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, his name is on the tip of my tongue here. What the hell is his name? Uh, 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 guys back there. Okay, he's yeah. They're they're, they're on it. Okay, but uh, anyway, yeah. uh, Most you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, they sign right. So it like. This is um, this is the start of it. It's here. It's happening. Now the ink isn't dry on the contracts, but it's it's going down. It's going down. It's going down right now. Um, okay, here's what you need to know: Mike McGlinchey, the right tackle for the San Francisco 49ers for the last four years, a first round pick. Not only just a first round pick, a top ten pick out of Notre Dame uh, is being signed by the Broncos. For nearly nine, yeah, it was Zadarius Smith. Zadarius Smith, yeah, okay, that's Zadarius Smith. Um, I was trying to think. There's a Preston Smith. I thought it was a yes. linebacker there. I'm like, yes, hey, they had a couple names that kind of yes started getting exactly. confused in my head. It was Zadarius? Okay, was the one that went from Green Bay, going to sign with Baltimore, ended up signing with the Vikings last year. Um, so Good, memory. Good memory. Good um, memory. Mike McGlinchey is the answer. Uh, that's the hope to the question that has been right tackle here for. Holy moly! I mean, you could play. You could fill up a bingo card with all the right tackles that have started here in Denver, from Metalik Watson to Billy Turner to Juwan James to Jared Valdeer to Calvin Anderson. Calvin to, Anderson. I mean, and, I mean, it's it's been insane. More more players have started at that position than any other position over the last uh, seven eight years for the Denver Broncos. Cam Fleming. Cam Fleming. Yes. I mean, we just... It's, it's yeah, the, the list goes on. I mean, we're forgetting names yeah. through the years that, that, that they've tried. Um, the second signing, in addition to Mike McGlinchey, the one that came before that is Ben Powers, the left guard from the Baltimore Ravens, who was uh, an Oklahoma Sooner. Uh, I believe it was a, a fourth-round pick uh, going back uh, a few years into his draft, uh, 2019. Now... ESPN had Ben Powers ranked as the 30th ranked free agent in the entire NFL. ESPN said he's a road grader in the run game. The 310-pound Powers plays his best football in close quarters where he can use his power at the point of attack. He was the league's second best guard in run block win rate last season. ESPN went on to say he can get stressed on his edge as space expands, but he did have a pass block win rate of over 93%, which ranked 10th among all guards. Could be a nice pickup on the market, end quote. The pickup is here in Denver. So as as aggressive, if, if you were of the mind, hey, the Broncos need to be aggressive in free agency and fix this offensive line, you're probably pretty happy today. And I'm assuming Russell Wilson is maybe chief among them uh, as the happiest. Absolutely. Look, and we'll see how these guys play out. We've seen signings that we, you know, had high expectations for that didn't work out, and we've seen other signings go the other way. So we'll see. Eventually, like the draft a little bit, but ultimately they are making it a priority. And you know, we kind of expected this to happen. You know, up trying to upgrade the offensive line, free agency draft. Like, let's do it. 
and uh, they're doing it. So hopefully these guys come in and play well, and you know we don't have to look for a right tackle for a long, long time. And our left great. guard is just a you know uh, just a, a, a bully in there. And we can get this offensive line fixed. We need this offensive line fixed. Right. And we got Quinn Miners on the other side, and hopefully he continues to develop into a um, a really good guard and get Bowles back next year. Bowles is back, right? Um, and, you know, we'll see about the center position and Cushenberry, who missed a lot of time there at the end of the year. That's still one, you know, maybe they address that with one of their day three picks. Yeah. Because uh, that's, that's a position that's okay. But in my, my estimation, I'm probably a little bit more down on Sir Lloyd Cushenberry the third more than you are. Um, and I think you can you can upgrade there. But that human being has to present itself, obviously, in the right sure. situation, or you can run it back with with uh, with Cush. Um, the other uh, addition to the Denver Broncos today is the backup quarterback position, where the Broncos have signed Jarrett Stidham, who uh, came in the league in 2019, started his career with the New England Patriots. Last year was with the Raiders. Not a was huge- he Auburn? Yes, Auburn. I think okay. he played. I think he. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely Auburn. He might okay. have transferred in from another school like okay. Baylor or something. Let me, right. uh, I can figure that out here in okay. a second. But he has signed a two-year, $10 million uh, contract with the Denver Broncos. I think I'm a little bit more down on this one than you are, but that doesn't mean you're super high on it either. Right, yeah. It's it's a backup quarterback. We would like it to be the best backup quarterback like that you could find. Uh, just sometimes that's not the case. And hopefully this guy who did play well a couple games last year at the end of the year and one of them really well against the 49ers and, and brought that game to overtime, um, it's uh, – we'll see. We'll see what it looks like here. Hopefully we don't have to see him. Right. But, but you know, I, I, w- I was just seeing on the bottom of the TV here because we got, we got the TV on and, you know, showing updates, like constant. And they're showing Mike White. He signed, I think, with the Dolphins. A backup quarterback for the Jets. Yes. Uh, who came in and played some some good games did, last he year? Did, he um, did. But I, it was like two years, eighteen million, right? I mean, it's 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 a big daddy contract. We're getting this guy for two years, ten, you know, with five guaranteed. I think is is that what yes, you said? Correct. Okay, yes. Correct. So it's really like probably a one year deal. I don't know how much they're guaranteeing to Mike White, and do we want to allocate those resources to the quarterback position? I'd rather spend it on the offensive line. You know, just keep our fingers crossed. And if we get to the backup quarterback position, hopefully we're not in a scenario like you painted earlier where we're, you know, 7-5 and five and fighting for a playoff spot. Hopefully that's not the case, and hopefully that guy doesn't cost us. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's maybe not what I wanted, but it's probably like, hey, if Russ isn't playing well, the Broncos aren't going anywhere fast. I think it was DMAC who said, look, if, if, if Russell's not playing well, then just lose games. So, like, you don't need some savior behind Russ to try to win. Like, if you're losing and you're bleeding out, you own your draft picks next year. So maybe you just say, hey, it is what it is. We're right. rocking with Russ regardless. Rock with Russ regardless. Maybe something to that. So, Triple R. Triple R. Um, okay. That's where well, we're at. shaking and moving. I mean, that was right out the gates. It was. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. All right. What do you, real quick. What do you think? What do you think now? Kind of calm before the storm here? Or do you think we might get another name I think, before I think the end of the another, day? I think there could be another name. In you the have next. a possible position that you, 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 you're you going to guess? What about punter? Being dead serious. I, I, didn't didn't I, they do something with Waitman? I think they're bringing back Waitman. Are they? Yeah. That, that's a mistake. I think so, that's too. That's a mistake. Yeah, well. Go I, sign Riley Dixon. 
He was already here, though, once, wasn't yeah. he? Bring so, him back. So, so, was Drew, so, so was Drew. You should have brought him back, too. Oh, Drew. oh let's just be Russell's backup. Family reunion. Yeah. They tend to wait. All right, give me another Give me a position. Um, I got one. What about defensive tackle? Okay, that's a good one. I'll say safety. Sure. Maybe a safety. Sure. How about a running back? How about a running back? Might see a running back. We could find out before the, uh, but by the time we yeah. hand off to the drive. Um, yeah. And certainly before tomorrow. I don't think they're done here okay. uh, today. All right. Um, hit the pause button on the latest editions to ask the question. Does a massive shakeup at the top of the NFL draft validate an idea of what the Broncos should have done just a couple years ago? Hang tight. That's next.